The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him, from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his posterity forever. And Mary remained with Elizabeth about three months and returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. What we have in the Magnificat is, again, another glimpse that Scripture gives us into the interior of Our Lady. And so what we have here is now a manifestation of how she prays and how she praises God. And so it is a beautiful prayer for us to contemplate. We have in the Our Father a prayer that was given us by the Word Himself. But in the Magnificat, we have a prayer by which Our Lady shows us while our disposition and what it should be with regards to all the gifts that the Lord sends us, but most especially the gift of Christ himself. And so Our Lady has entered the house of Elizabeth, and Elizabeth has rightly given her praise according to the ways in which she has cooperated with God's will and the blessings that have come not only for Our Lady but for all of mankind through Our Lady's yes. And Our Lady immediately gives all praise and glory to God himself. What we see is that the benefits of carrying Christ within her body also permeate her entire soul. All of the spiritual gifts that come to her from carrying the Lord within her. And she begins with these gifts. She says, my soul magnifies the Lord. Now, to magnify is to increase, but obviously God in himself doesn't increase or decrease. And so what the church fathers say is that this magnifying of the Lord is the way in which our soul increases from perfection to perfection as it becomes perfect in its likeness to God. And so Our Lady's soul, as she carries Christ within her, is constantly magnifying God as she increases with every moment in her likeness to God. The Lord is magnified in her soul because her words, her thoughts, her actions all conform with God's will. And so God is increased in a very real way in her soul at every moment as she rushes from perfection to perfection. 
It is also an activity of understanding, some of the church fathers say. My soul magnifies the Lord, means as Our Lady's mind continually penetrates the deep mysteries of God as he is revealing himself to her. As the revelation of Christ already begins in her as she carries him within her womb. And so she is magnifying God as she also rushes now in her understanding of the one who is present within her. And this is a constant activity of her interior. But just as there is an activity of the mind, there is also an activity we can see of the heart. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. And this is the beautiful loving rejoicing. Rejoicing comes from the possession of the thing that we love. That's what causes us joy. Our Lady's love is all directed towards God himself. And so when she possesses God himself within her, her rejoicing is complete. My spirit rejoices. It doesn't say rejoiced, but rejoices. A constant, ongoing activity of her heart. A loving rejoicing in the one that is now within her. And she shows that these gifts that have been given to her are not from any merit on her part, although she is a worthy mother of God. She puts all of this at the feet of God. It is by his instigation and will, for he has regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. There's nothing in her that has caused this but the will of God. She acknowledges her lowliness. She acknowledges that she has not done anything in an earthly sense by which she might merit this grace, even though she is worthy of this grace. God has looked upon her in her lowliness. And then she acknowledges that her gift that has been given to her is not only for her and will not only be for her rejoicing. It is for the rejoicing of all souls. And so she says, Behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. Anyone who has any gratitude for the salvation that comes through Christ can turn to Our Lady and acknowledge the blessedness of the gift that has been given to her. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. It is not by her strength, but by the strength of God that this great grace has been worked and given to her. And holy is his name. His name is holy. And so she gives all of this praise back to the source of the gifts of every good gift, as she has received every good gift in her Son. And she acknowledges also that it comes from his mercy. And he says his mercy is on those who fear him. As scripture says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of moving into wisdom. And so also it is from God's mercy that he gives us that great gift of the fear of the Lord. But this is not a servile fear by which we fear punishment. It's a fear that comes from love. When I love someone, I am afraid to hurt them. That's the fear that we should have of God, this fear that leads to, that leads to not only increased love, but also leads to increased wisdom. And so you can tell that she lives in this very reverential fear of God, a fear that then causes her also to always and ever increase in wisdom that comes to revelation in her son.
And she says, from generation to generation, the God is, God, that God is at work in every generation, but also is that the blessing that she had been given in Christ will also be at the service of every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. This is his power. The power of God is made manifest first in the world through a little child, through his son whom he sends into the womb of Our Lady. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. A very powerful line, because we can see that pride doesn't come from God. Pride comes from the imagination of human hearts. It's when we live in unreality. Pride is when we exalt ourselves to positions that are not true or real, when we elevate ourselves over others in ways that are not true or real. And so pride very truly comes from the imagination of hearts, of human hearts. And the Lord scatters that when he sends his Son to reveal truth. Because when we truly live in the truth that comes from Christ, pride is uprooted. He has also put down the mighty from their thrones. Also, any human power is insignificant compared to God. Any authority that does not come through God is again worthless and it is only temporary. And so all of these mighty that sit upon their thrones, they are simply dismissed by God. And those that are lowly are exalted. We know that the greatest of God's creatures at one point was Lucifer. And in his pride, he lost that position of light bearer, which his name means. And he was cast down from that high position which he first held in his creation. But now what we have is this lowly handmaid, this lowly creature of God, Our Lady, and she is taken from this low estate, and in this moment of the incarnation in carrying Christ, she is exalted to a place beyond all other creatures, as she is made Mother of God. He has truly exalted the one of low degree. He has also filled the hungry with good things, as the bread from heaven has now descended to earth, and so Christ himself becomes that bread which feeds and nourishes and satisfies hunger. The rich have been sent empty away, all of those who think earthly treasures are of value. But now heavenly treasure has come in Christ, and all of earthly treasure is put in its right perspective. He has helped his servant Israel. So not only has he come to help Our Lady, but all of those who stand in the service of God. And he has done all of this, as she says, in remembrance of his mercy and in order to fulfill the promises he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his posterity, which is us, those who hold in the faith of Abraham, our father in faith, and that all of these blessings are directed not only towards Our Lady but to us as well. It's a beautiful prayer to pray through, and I would encourage everyone and all of us to maybe take the Magnificat at a particular point today and pray it from our own hearts. I've also found a very beautiful time to pray the Magnificat is the moments after we receive the Lord in Holy Communion, when the Lord is within us, because that is when Our Lady prayed this prayer, when the Lord was present within her. And obviously we don't mean it in the same way that she did, but the graces are still there in a very similar way when we receive Holy Communion. 
The Lord has truly in Holy Communion done great things in us and is doing great things in us. And we pray that also our soul will magnify him and that our heart will constantly rejoice in God our Savior. Amen.